Demon Souls is Demon still Souls. the remake is still really the remake, it's right, sixty bucks. Right. So, um, man, shout out to what is it called? No Clip, the documentary, the video game crowdsourced, uh, oh crowdfunded yeah. documentary series. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No Clip, like they have a great one on the Demon Souls remake. It's like I think maybe an hour, maybe forty five minutes, where they talk through uh the developers and like how they basically do their remakes which is like very yeah involved and very complex and like a lot of it is scraping data off of an actual just consumer copy of the disc (laughs) like (laughs) like and like grabbing all of like the libraries and then figuring out like where they all go it's like this huge insane puzzle but it's really cool and it makes it even more impressive than I initially thought the Demon Souls remake was because you're like, oh, they just like kept the core mechanics, maybe modernized a few things, and then obviously did a huge like graphical overhaul. Right. But they actually rebuild it from scratch. Yeah, they rebuilt it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like which I didn't realize. And then I'm like, oh, the fact that like it's so successful at the people who played it love it the people you know the original yeah the people new people like and then i'm like and they somehow it looks consistent with elden ring in the sense of like visual quality right then you realize that that as they were developing elden ring that's where those developers were probably like well shit they're kind of like looking like this on stuff so we have to like (laughs) at least look this good which i think yeah i don't know i haven't played demon souls but i i wonder if there's probably it does since it's demon souls is a bit more um closed off right like yeah i wonder what that that does to the ability to maybe look a little more polished even Um, yeah yeah the dark souls stuff like i've always watched gameplay and stuff like i've always been interested in like watching other people play um but i was just like there's some bullshit in here that i just don't really care for gameplay wise sometimes back then was my thought process back then yeah same Um, same here like same yeah, way. but it, I mean that—that that is one of the things. It's just like it looks clunky uh, visually, like almost like clayy. Like there, there's no real texture to anything. It's all like dull and dark. Yeah, which also was another part that I didn't love. I'm like, ah, this is eh, whatever. But yeah, El- I think Elden Ring did a great job at that. Obviously, like it, the world was a little bit more interesting. It wasn't like as vibrant as like. Um, and let's not go down too far this pet this yeah. rabbit hole, but like it's a lot more, uh, not as vibrant as like a Horizon Forbidden West, right? Where it's like very colorful, very right. like appealing, yeah. but it still like makes sense in the lore. It's still not as dull everywhere. There's still like some good contrast in the different regions and stuff. So um, yeah, and and I think at least from what I've seen in the Demon Souls remake, I'm like, oh, they they like brighten things up a little bit where it still feels true to the original um but yeah not as uh, a little easier on the eyes for sure yeah for sure and then you know this is really all to say i finally beat it danny i beat you did it uh 100 hours bah, bah, is what bah, it bah, took bah, 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 bah. maybe a little 100 hours and change i think um like 107 or 8 or something uh, that's that's around the time i beat it yeah and i you know i beat it the way that I played the whole game, that was like my my goal. I know I told you I was like, I'm going to respec and just blast him with the common azure or whatever, like <laughs> the, the thing that everybody used to cheese the final boss. Um, but I didn't do that. I used a twin blade and I used the the blood 
whatever one that everybody uses, um, yeah. which I had been using the whole game. I'd, I'd used twin blades for like the first half and then I used the the other one for the rest. And so I beat it how I played it. But man, really puts a damper on the whole experience. That final boss. I, I feel like that's that's been a, a trend that I saw like, oh, man, this. The Elden spoilers, Elden Beast. It's been a month, whatever. Yeah, um, everybody, come on, like, come on. You, it's uh, it, it a lot of the uh, the the bosses had like s- very interesting combat and like a design, and then like here's the final boss. It's a slug. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's like it's a slug. It, you you know, it has five hundred different attacks, and it and it it's constantly running away from forever you, forever away from you. And so it's also eat shit melee, yeah, yeah. melee play, melee players. It 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 was very annoying. Um, and then I would also say, what is it, Farum Azul or whatever? Uh, oh. wasn't fun. That wasn't fun. Like, I was I was over leveled for all of these things, and I think this is also like I'm not that good at. Elden Ring like I think the combat clicked enough but it never clicked in a way where like I you felt beat it I beat it but I never felt like I was good at it I was just like punishing just, myself just enough, and yeah. also farming a lot to <laughs> over level but that location sucks it's not fun to traverse it's not interesting in my opinion for the most part and um, the difficulty spike is huge yeah that that's that's where that's where elden ring stumbles at the finish line yep. a bit for me and i'm glad that you got yep. there i mean i'm glad that you had similar thoughts too because i felt um you felt it a little bit at mountaintops of the giants i think not not a too much bit. but a little bit and then it just like the the spike and like it just it falls off a cliff i think a little bit after you get to farum and then you know yeah the, uh, back to the capital in ashes yeah and it's just and like, like I didn't yeah I didn't even I went down the I went down to the the sewers for a bit and I was like I'm not I'm just not going to do this part. Like I'm just I don't want to be down in the sludge for this long and like I don't even like that little blood dude. <laughs> like yeah, I was like yeah. I don't care about you. Like I'm out. Like I'm just going to go finish this game and um I think That's, ultimately yeah. this is still going to be an extremely hard game to beat for game of the year and i do think it even with that just the pure love i've had of it it's like one of those things where it's like i still feel like this is a 10 out of 10 because it's so much better than anything else and i feel like games that i mean games get 10 out of 10s and that doesn't mean they are absolutely flawless because right right the way people rate is about hype but like ultimately this is probably a 9.5 out of 10 for me like if i really think about it like those last hours of gameplay, the last 15 hours, 20 hours maybe that it took me to finally get to a point of beating it. That's only 15% of the entire thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, and so I, don't, I it's not a huge thing, but I'm glad I'm, I, I started the new game plus kind of accidentally and realized I was like, oh, well, I was going to try to get everything done that I could and then new game plus, but I accidentally pressed it. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Like, I, I was so close to being like, what if I tried to platinum this and play and it's, this? And it's possible. It's not months. that hard. Like, well, no, you have to beat it a few times because you have to get the different Two endings. more times. Yeah. And I, basically, I would have to beat it once, have a save file to then get the two final endings that I didn't get. Right. And 
I should have looked that up prior because then I could have done that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I forgot to. Um, so I was like, all right, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the, I think for me, the most flawed like five out of five, ten out of ten that I've that I've played, and not in a bad way. It's like there are legitimate flaws in this game. Yeah, but the overall experience was so well executed. Yeah, that it's like I don't really no care. no I don't care because this is what open world games are going to be like for the next ten years. Yeah, as far yeah, as like, like the discovery and the the uh, sight lines and how you get to places and. Um, the the fewer handholdy stuff. I think there are things that you can refine. Quality of life, shit, whatever, blah blah. blah. But yeah, no, I agree. It's the 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 faults at the end don't diminish the impact that this game had or will have. So. Yeah, yeah, and just like how how much there is in the game. I, so I know that people are now content. people are now being like, oh, if you only do required things, this is actually how big the map is. And I'm like, well, yeah. That's just true for almost any open world. Yeah, like, and I was like, but that's the rest fine of the wild. You can go straight to the final boss, like an hour yeah. in. So, well, it's, it's also it's just like I never knew that while I was playing because you right. never no. knew yeah. you were playing a optional side quest. Like you knew for the most part that like all the little caves and shit. You're like, yeah, that's just like little mini dungeons. Like, yeah, yeah, those are always optional in every game. You know, uh, I'm sure there's one that isn't or something in Elden Ring, but yeah, it was. I mean. It's awesome, and then I, Danny, I instantly, uh, next thing I do, I, I download Bloodborne. Um, and so I started playing that a little bit, and I was like, ooh, oh, oh, this is, <laughs> like, way more intense right off the bat. Like, uh, you're just, it's like way more, you will get mobbed a lot. Um, and yep. then I, I was just like, oh, shit, this is really good, and also I think this starts out much harder i was reading like 20 percent of or like 80 percent of players or some amount a huge amount of players don't make it past the first checkpoint basically like the first major gameplay checkpoint like you get a checkpoint for free basically and then the 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 next one like a lot of people just go abandon it and they're like oh the game is like it continues to be hard but the first area is almost like a shock to your system on purpose and then the rest of the game it feels more balanced and I was like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense. If I can get through this, I should be okay yeah, you'll be all right, as we move right. forward. So it's awesome. I, I hope they remake it. I know everybody wants that. Um, and I'm getting already, I'm like, oh, this is why people were calling that one the best one for since it came out. Right. Um, even though initially people were stressed about it. So yeah, but hey, welcome to the DMGT podcast. I welcome heard. to the DMGT podcast, the podcast where we talk about tech and games and whatever Spencer wants to rant about. Okay, rude. I fig- no, listen, I figured we got to start doing proper podcast intros. That's what we've been missing this entire time. I feel like we did okay yeah. sometimes, but we're back from our break. We um, are. you know, we we were freaking in in Cabo Wabo, uh, you know, Margaritaville, um just having a yes. great time. Absolutely. Um, and then now we're back. Um We are. You know, still having a great time. Uh Always. Yeah. Uh so Danny, today <sighs> What a week to come back! What, what a, week a I, to mean, come back. I mean, this is a little calculated, but uh, it was it was we planned things. We did. I, plan it, things. I think everybody should know that we're not, yeah we're really good at planning. Um, Very. So we're gonna talk about the the Kendrick Lamar album. Um, 
yeah, we were, we were going to talk about a few other things too, but there's just so much to talk about with this Kendrick album. Yeah. Um, that we're like, you know what? We're, uh, let's just, let's just talk about it because you said what? Four pages of notes you had? Something I have four crazy? pages of notes. Um, and that was after halfway through just being like, this is getting too insane and I need to do less. And I was also <laughs> wanting to text you all this late last, last night, but I was like, this is getting too much and it's going it, to, like, I just need to talk to Danny about yeah, this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like writing up really long texts about things, and I was like, "This is this is too much. This is gonna <laughs> this is gonna it's freaking me out." Is where yeah, I was at yeah. with it. So, um, yeah. So we got a lot of notes. So we're gonna we're mostly gonna talk about this. If there's any time, I mean, I know we have a little bit of a briefer podcast today, a little bit, um, due to unforeseen for circumstances in my life. But um, we'll we'll just get into it. I think overall, maybe Danny. Yeah. Let's talk talk about. How many times have you listened to the album front to back? Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, the latest Kendrick Lamar album he dropped on what? May, uh, what's the? 13th? May 13th. Um, I have listened to it a total of, including today, five times. Okay. And I'm like three times in on front to backs, and then I've kind of come in and out of it a couple times, um, skipping some things going more deep into other things so similar base ish um and yeah i feel like my uh my my opinions have fluctuated less intensely uh in after the fourth and fifth listen so like i yeah. think after the third one's like okay I'm, I'm i think i'm starting to understand really how i feel about it so um, yeah we'll so be similar at a high level i think that this album from kendrick's albums uh and talking uh legit albums not like uh any mixtapes or anything like that like his studio releases um i think the thing about this one is maybe more than all of them you need to listen to this in one setting yes sitting yes Mm -hmm. at least a couple times to get the most out of it like i i really think uh this is his least click in, click out album so far. Correct. Yes. Uh, and I think To Pimp a Butterfly has a little bit of that. I think Good Kid, Mad City is like more of a traditional album, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of hop in and out of that one really yeah, good. A little and not bit, to yeah. say there isn't like amazing story across all of these albums because he is just a fucking storyteller. And right. He curates albums as an experience. But this yeah. one in particular is like he really leans into. That like there's a through line here and there is a journey here where they all connect to each other a lot more explicitly than they have in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So so I would say, you know, give yourself that. Yeah. Um, and actually, like what I would really recommend, this is what I, I told Danny last night. So I set up, you know, uh, in my in my with my projector and I'm I'm on PlayStation on Spotify and Spotify. For most stuff now, when you're doing it through the PlayStation app, I think on your phone as well, um, you can have the lyrics come up Mm -hmm. and kind of like it's almost like, you know, karaoke style. Uh, And so I did that. So I'm sitting, you know, with my good speakers bumping it, uh, just literally just watching the lyrics go by as I'm hearing the music. And I was like, oh, this is help. This is so helpful (laughs) to engage with this album more in my head uh, yeah. and and like because you know kendrick traditionally has times where he's a little quick on 
his flow and yeah, like yeah. he also will you know use different effects and different voices and um it's really helpful to just to be able to dive more deeply into the themes of the album yeah um doing that and it's really fun man i wish all the time that spotify also had some cool visualizer um that would be nice as well oh like come on spotify like technically there was one at one point and then you buried it and took it out like give us give us someone give us an amazing visualizer for listening to music again it's a huge market gap and none of the ones i like uh that that do exist so yeah man i i don't know where i rank this in kendrick's albums where do you feel like this will settle in okay so we're going there right away um, let's do it let's do yeah it. let's go it. uh For okay, for me personally, I think I would rank this right behind Two Pimp Butterfly and Good Kid Mad City, but I liked it more than Damn. I was never I I like Damn. It's a really yeah. good album, but I never really like loved it. I really enjoyed it, but I never loved it like I did the his previous two albums. Yeah, I I think like if I if I you know you could go back in time and switch the order, like I would say good kid then he releases damn then he releases to pimp then he releases this because it feels that's more the evolution of the music in my head and the themes and like the storytelling i think it's that's like how i would put them so yeah i don't know like for me my favorite is good kid um yeah like it's just i just love it so much um and then i would say this is behind to pimp and I think I don't know where it's going to land. Like, I, I do think that's I need fair. a little more time with it. And that is something yeah, uh, that's that fair. I, yeah. I had kind of forgotten about Damn and To Pimp a Butterfly is both of those albums took me a second to click into. Um, and like Good Kid just didn't. I instantly was like, yep, yep. I like this a lot. Yep. So it's an interesting one. So I think, though, this is... I have a lot of thoughts, Danny, and I'm trying to. I went song by song, which I think is going to take too long. But yeah, I, would I say mean, overall, this album is telling the story of Kendrick Lamar getting help. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that. So I listened to it the first time, um, and I streamed it. <clears throat> so I didn't look at any any. I I really wanted to do it, and I think I did it that way because. You could, I could have some conversations and read some comments and like kind of respond and like have a little bit of like a community reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I streamed it. Uh, I was listening to it and I had just going going in completely blind and just like really experiencing it without getting to. I don't like pulling up the lyrics on a first listen because I just want to yeah. like I just want to absorb. I just want to absorb. Yeah. And not really thinking too much about it. Um, oh, and I will also say I have not read any reviews about this album. I have not consumed any threads about this album so like i I wanted to talk first about it before i did all that so it didn't like color good call good call yeah um me neither i the fantano review just dropped but i haven't watched it yet i know i want to but i didn't Um, okay so immediately i knew i was like this is immediate like three songs in i was like this is not going to be immediately well received i thought i think it's been it's been received a lot better than i initially had anticipated because it's so different i think sonically it's very different not only from kendrick but from like what hip-hop is doing in general Mm -hmm. he takes a lot of popular i mean pop and and hip-hop and trap elements that exist today right but like it's still very much like 
very personal, very vulnerable, I thought, from, yeah. from him, um, which usually means that it's going to be a tough digest for a lot of people because you're either uh, drawing parallels and you're like, oh, no, is this music forcing me to start thinking about things that I've been repressing myself? Yeah. Or I just can't relate to any of this yep is where i think a lot of the polarization that that is that does exist is happening i think there were some weird things that we can get into but overall i was like oh yeah this is uh i think it's his most ambitious personal like most ambitious personal project it see that's like i was i was thinking about scope as well right and i think you really nailed it in terms of this is gonna connect with you or it's not going to yep. connect with you. Correct. And that may be dependent on kind of where you're at with your own yeah. mental health and your own life. Um, I think like, obviously there is some very clear issues with masculinity that Kendrick is realizing mm-hmm. more and more and like actually trying to not, you know, like there's, there's I, I the thoughts I had about this a lot of the time was, what if chance oh my this god route? Yes. like what if he would have gone <sighs> this route as opposed to erasing his edge because kendrick in this album is saying i know that i need to become a better man to be better to my family yep and that's what i care about now and i didn't care about that when i wasn't doing that and i didn't know that that's what i didn't know right like I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was, you know what I mean? And like, yep, yep. now I realize that that's not exactly who I am, but I'm also not going to cut my teeth, you know, take my fangs out, which right. is like chance went toothless on his like thing. And it was so abrupt, right? It went from acid rap coloring book, like, and then it's like, boom, now I'm a Christian rapper. basically. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and here it's like, Kendrick is still swearing. He's still talking about, Similar, not not really talking about similar themes uh, to his, you know, to other parts of his his career, but he I, isn't not being Kendrick in terms of what he's choosing to frame things in, or or like he's still him, but he's trying to become better, but without it being, he's now no longer himself. Yeah, there, I mean, he's always had like a theme or an underlying current of like his faith and God yeah. and religion um, to an extent. And I think, I think for me personally, one of the most jarring moments in this album is in the very controversial now. Uh, what is it, Auntie Diaries, where he yeah. basically he let outright says, and and it's this is a theme throughout the the both. Both discs. This is a theme, which we'll get into the both this too, um, where he literally says, "Like I still kind of have my faith, but I'm more spiritual based now. I'm choosing." Yeah, he basically faith, uh, says he's basically he choosing humanity over religions. Yeah, like he says yeah. that straight up. I I wrote that down. I was like, dude, that's um, which is it, I I think people are like, that's going over people's heads. I think I'm like, yo, this is this is like on top of everything that he's addressing. This one's also like been a core thing to Kendrick. Um, in his music in the past about being like very religious and God and not so much Christianity per se, but like that aspect of his faith has been a a, a current theme. And for him to outright say like, yeah, no, I, I basically reject religion in that, in like an organized sense is like, this is crazy. This is wild. Yeah. And I think like, you know, the thing about that, that's so interesting is like, 
he he's kind of saying like what I am seeing from religion is not what I feel like religion should should be right, right? right. like I think it's just like I can't hang with this because religion right now and you know Christian values and all those things are being so pushed into making and you know like marginalizing people yeah. like that's like the thing right like and and so I think it's very interesting um to, to kind of call that out I I do think like obviously like uh the anti diaries like I think having that song on here was going to definitely have some controversy right and like i mean i read i read like very little bits and pieces of things where it's like people were talking about the misgendering that he does throughout but i'm like that's not he's not misgendering he is talking about them pre and post their transition which i know dead names you're not supposed to do that but i'm also it's like i don't know if he talked to his uncle and like say hey i want to tell this story and they might have said that's okay. You can do that because it's part of my life and like I'm not, you know, and it's part of your life and I understand that's part of your your art form and I feel like he would have tact to do that. You know what I mean? But I we don't know and I think no. it's hard to just I'm not even going to get into that part of it, but I do think like I will say you know, it's kind of there was the during that song when he brings up the F word a lot. Um yep. and I'm it started a little bit I was like that's like the Louis CK bit where it's like we were just kids we didn't say it the way it is and then the whole song is really just a lead into the punchline about the white girl yeah. saying the n-word which mm-hmm. i was like that's really honestly it's a well-written joke um <laughs> like and so but it is that that part i was like it's very interesting because you know the the black community uh can have more struggle with lgbtq plus uh things like that's yeah. because of you know like there's a ton of there and they go into it basically. He goes into it yeah, in that he song go, he, he and he goes like, into it. And and it's like and it's not just a black community. I think in a lot of minority communities as a whole like have struggle with say that just a all lot. All communities. Well, still. All communities. You're yeah, right. like you know, but like everyone has their own <clears throat> variation, right. I think. Like every every minority group or every group of people. Yeah. So it, I mean, but like I think I, regardless of how um appropriate or inappropriate we feel that came across, I think it it's at least doing a better job than most or anything in mainstream media i will say as far as like bringing a nuanced conversation to this and like yeah. the way that he is basically addressing intersectionality because this is specific this is specifically when people are like what the hell does that even mean i'm like this this is this is what that is yeah yeah this I is what that is where it's like it's not black and white and like there are there are different ways and different layers to how you approach different issues yeah. um even if by itself in a vacuum i agree saying the f word is inappropriate and and, and wrong yeah but again like he he we don't have to go into it because he went into it and that's that's yeah. the way that he that he did it yeah. i think and in I, in general yeah yeah go for it no i think it's like the thing about the album a lot right and this is you know kendrick is i wouldn't say like i don't think kendrick in this album is it's not struggling with his masculinity i think it's recognizing that there are parts of his masculinity and there's parts of the way that he has moved through life that he just doesn't want to basically react the same way anymore, right? It, it's, a like, it's a reckoning. It's a reckoning of his right? own max masculinity, yeah. And and I think, like, there are multiple times on this album where he kind of 
explains like that idea in, in, I think, again, like what you said, more nuanced ways than usually we've seen. And I know for myself, right? Like, and me and you have talked a ton about this over, yeah. over the years. Like I've always felt that, you know, being the person I am, big white guy, right? Um, I've always been like, well, if I'm not being 100% perfect, I'm going to fail everyone that I care about that isn't a big mm-hmm. white guy. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, 100% perfect has been what I wanted, want to be about everything when it comes to, you know, uh, gender fluidity, um, LGBTQ plus like, uh, you know, racial um, everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I really, you know, want to, I wish I could be a hundred percent perfect in all that stuff. But I think the thing that this album was kind of at times reckoning with was the idea that like, what if someone's 90%? Isn't that still good? Yeah. And what if they know that 10% is something that they're working on? What if they're 70% and that 30% isn't hate? You know, what if it's just mistakes? What if it's yeah the past? What if it's, something that they're working on and they just didn't nail it yet. Like, you know, I think like a lot of the things that I talk about with my therapist is the, this idea of, you know, giving and getting, getting grace, right? So you have to give grace to people in your life to be better and work on what they're working on, right? You have to give that. And you also have to receive grace from those around you for things that you're working on, right? And like, part of that is you have to identify them and you have to tell people that that's what you're working on, right? Right. Like you can't just do it totally in a vacuum. But then when you do that and you realize, you know, where am I on that spectrum of hundred percent perfect? Cause spoiler alert, none of no one is. Yeah. Yeah. Like the most Mm -hmm. minority person in the world, you know what I mean? Like where you're the only person like yourself, right? The minority of one for whatever, whatever that is, that doesn't mean that you're a hundred percent on every Right, single thing, and if you're the biggest majority, you know, in the world, that also doesn't mean you're a hundred percent bad, right? Like right. they're, you know, and this is like this album coming out when it does uh, for the weekend that that happened in America with the targeting of uh, black people um, from another fucking eighteen yep. year old white supremacist spouting Fox News shit of the great replacement theories yep. that they have scrubbed from their website, by the way, already. Of course. Have. Um, never happened. Who would have thought? Um, it was only like two years or four years or 20 years. Um, but you know, it's just, it's so clear that, uh, part of, part of this whole thing is figuring out, you know, how we, as a society of people who aren't shitty, right? There's the yep, shitty yep, people yep. who want to hurt people. And then there's people who might be learning. Those are two, those are the two groups, right? Like you're either a shit bird and I'm not going to care about you or you're someone who's trying to do better. But I think the problem that we've been reckoning with and we still haven't figured it out is if you aren't always perfect, do you instantly go in the shitty forever button? And I'm not talking about like the Louis CK shit. I'm not talking about sexual allegations. Like, that is firmly you are shitty. I'm talking so, about so, like, yeah. it's just so much nuance. Sorry. It's it's tough no. to No, 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 no. That that's fine. But I, I think that's that's where I'm gonna cut cut you off because Kendrick, I think, addresses a lot of these things. Cause for for me listening to it, it was it was almost therapeutic. Like the second time for I was sure. like it was like super therapeutic. Um 
And like there are there are moments in this album, like Mother Sober, I think in particular, like I still cry listening to that. It's it's yeah. super heavy and intense. But it, the whole idea of him like basically showing his flaws on the first half and then showing how he's trying to reckon with that and get better and understanding that that humanizing someone doesn't excuse them or exalt them from their sins and their errors is basically what he's saying in the second half. You have to work on yourself before you you start doing anything else. Yeah. Is where I think this album has stumbled a bit because it's not preachy, but like you, you, he says and addresses a lot of like humanizing things and like, hey, we're trying to humanize everyone. And like, I'm a product and people are products of where they come from. And as long as you're trying to get better, like, it isn't that a good thing? Like, and that's what I'm trying to do for myself. So almost like in a sense, like, hey, I'm just working on me. He like outright says I'm working on me, but it's almost like, hey, can you accept me for how I am now? And, and with my flaws and, and everything. But at the same time, you have that message and then you have like, and I didn't know this until later, like uh, until this weekend, like Kodak Black. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who is outright like an abuser. Yeah. It's, 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 and I think this is where, where like, it's tricky, right? Because he, he, this album is, and the conversation is nuanced, but like, I think, and I don't, I don't want to get into that because, like, again, I, I agree with you. Those, those positions are where they are. But, yep. but it does sort of I don't, dilute what he's trying to do to some degree. And I, I, am, I wouldn't be upset at someone that says, like, ah, I just can't buy it. I just can't buy it. Yeah, I think that's, like, that's, that's the really tough thing, right? Because everyone has their like no matter how much you can align right and i think yeah, me and yeah. you are usually pretty aligned on stuff i would bet you know we both go into a separate room and write a list of these are the absolute versions of unforgivable yep. that where you go into shit bucket forever we're going to come back it's going to look 90 percent the same but we're going to have 10 percent yeah we have differences there and that's and the do problem. we and, and do we hate each other for that 10 percent is like right. i think we're we're that's gets, yeah that's that's the thing but like that that's what makes it really tough because you know what this talks about is like you know womanizing cheating mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um not treating people well looking at people like kind of transactions not being close with people like uh and then you do have the kodak black where it's like is this because what the album content is about is this kendrick lamar saying i'm giving kodak black a chance to write themselves sure but yeah. then you're like but this is like sexual assault and that for me is on the list of nah you're done like we're too far into time where that's been something that's been forward in the world and just because if you were like potentially not part of that it's your responsibility to know at this point in humanity yeah. right so it's like it's tough because i felt weird about that um it's i mean it's it's one of those things where it's like i think it And we, we, I mean, we, we'd have to wait because like Kendrick is notoriously like away from like the, the, the public and besides like his music and concerts and stuff like it, yeah. it's really weird for, for an extremely popular top tier celebrity musician. He is very closed off um, well, to some extent. He, he like uh, even talks about getting called out about not being there. I think like one of the most powerful lines of the album uh, for, for me was, you know, I basically it boils down. I didn't write it down perfectly. Boils down to 
365 days a year, a week, uh, 365 days a year, I'm protesting. You put your fucking yeah. Instagram to a black screen and went to one march. Yes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. you know how fucking mad I get about Instagram activism. Yep. And I was yep. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's where I wrote, you know, and this is what, this is what music can do yeah. to you. This is what, especially like rap when I'm a white guy. This can make when you when you're looking at like this type of stuff, like this type of dense things, you know, I wrote down the 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 note like I need to be a better ally, like and I need to work more on that right now than what I'm doing, because, you know, I'm listening to it with the events of the weekend and you hear that song and it's like, yeah, like I definitely get pissed off about social activism, but I donate, but I'm not doing enough volunteering. Yeah. Like I'm not doing enough marching. Um. And that's like something that I need to do better at, right? Like, and that was like a really cool moment to have when you're listening to music to go, oh, I, that's cool. I learned something that I need to think about. Yeah, it, it, the, the it's very like appreciative in the sense that I'm like I'm just like listening. I'm just learning. I'm like sure I can connect to some of this, um, but again, like neither of us are a black person in America, nor yeah. we're, but we're both men. So we understand like the masculinity part of it and like the toxic side of things. Um, so like being able to just kind of, and I think that's the other part that he's done really well. I th- Cause I also want to talk about like sonically and like the production and, and like, yeah. kind of the themes of both sides. Yeah. Um, he took being a highly revered, black artist and rapper, a highly revered black figure in America who has now discovered wealth through his art, relatable, which I think is extremely impressive It is because he made it personal because he made it personal. He made it very real. He made it very raw. And I think that's where like, it's at least opening up the conversations like, okay, here are the flaws and I, this kind of sucks that there are, I can pick out some of these flaws, but I'm like, but I'm, I'm hearing him. I'm hearing what you have to say. And like, yeah, now we can have a conversation because at the same time <clears throat> he does post a message like, okay, I'm, I'm in it. I'm doing the shit, but he's also like, I'm also going to screw up. I'm also, you appointed me as a savior. I didn't, which yeah. also I kind of, I challenged well, that a little bit, a little bit, I mean, but, but I get it. He has been savior. Um, but <laughs> I'm yeah, like, no, he literally has a crown. He's literally yeah, wearing I mean, the thorn crown here. So yeah. it's like, but um, I, again, it's like metaphors and stuff, but, but hold on. Like, cause like, I think you, you take all of these personal experiences and, and portray them in a way that's real. And I think that allows the conversation to actually happen. And I yeah. think this is a step in that direction to like allow conversations to happen. Yeah. I think like, um, Musically, it's, music. It's it's why I love listening to music. Yeah, it's it's it. I think the thing about this, and this is like the separation of this type of thing between Chance the Rapper's whatever the fuck is going on with him. Like, it's not moralizing. Right. That's the thing. Right. That's the difference here. It's not here preachy. He's not preaching at you. Kendrick, uh, in the back half, bit. he he yeah. occasionally hints like it's almost like, well, now I'm better, and I'm like, well, that's kind of not how it works. But right. I get you're better than you were. And I think sometimes that message gets lost, but he's not moralizing about what is right and how he is right up until the kind of last couple songs where he's saying, I'm working on it, I'm doing better. But that's also like, I mean, this hits so close to, weirdly enough, um, Inside with Bo Burnham, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's similar themes in a lot of ways, weirdly enough. Um, 
you know, two extremely different lived experiences of, of a person, but it's all, you know, through the lens of this was done during a pandemic. And I think that's where, you know, and it's reckoning with being your shitty past wasn't who you are now. Right. It doesn't, doesn't mean it doesn't you, exist. Right. It's like, right. I mean, uh, Bo Burnham, he's got songs that he says the F word. Oh yeah. A bunch like, and it's weird how many similarities I was pulling between those two situations. Um, you know, it's like, all of us, you, you know, you go back far enough on stupid fucking Facebook and you said something dumb for sure. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. Everyone. Did. Everyone. Like, everyone every single no one. one fucking knew anything. We were, we're all, all learning. We're all learning. I, I think it, not excuses, it, but it's like it's just relatable to anybody who's been on the yeah, Internet. Yeah. You know, it's one of those. It's one of those where it's like. No, I, 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 yeah, I think I think we, we can leave that part of it there. I think it's it's done yeah. a pretty good job of, of getting his message across. I also think. Despite it being like very intense and very heavy and very dark at times and sad, it does end on a positive note. Yeah. Like it does end on him like, you know what? I'm going to keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, I'm a father now. You know, I'm I'm going to be a better partner. I'm going to be a better parent. So I'm going to be yeah. a better activist or whatever he's trying to do. He's like, I'm going to be better. And I'm going to be it's, better for me, I right, think is what through, it is. Through choosing myself first. Yeah. That's which is thing. like very cool. Yeah. Because a lot of like, I feel like, that's that's also the difference, right? Like, feels like, you know, and I did not listen to The Big Day that much because it sucks. But Chance is talking about, I'm going to be better because of my family. Right, right. And only because my family exists. Right. And pre-family, I was acid rap. And like, so it's like, that's a very tenuous connection to actually change, right? Because you're changing for someone else. You're not changing for yourself. And this, I think, is a more nuanced way of saying there's no excuse i have to do it because i do think sometimes religion can get in the way of yourself in terms of the work that you have to do and like that's you know part of why i'm not religious is because i don't like the idea of being told how to act from something other than looking at caring about people right like you know what i mean yeah i don't i don't like to be moralized at which is you know why i'm not super into the bible but um i think a couple really quick not really quick but a couple things that i was thinking about and then we can go into the sonicness of the the album the the sounds very interesting that we get this album what less than a month after we get like the coke rap pusher t version of i'm trying to be a better person album which i think was really cool and then that one has its own like yeah. list of problems, you know, Ken, uh, Kanye producing a lot of it and, you know, features and all that stuff. But like, I think that's really interesting because I'm like, oh man, two of two people who similarly had some, some time between albums, not, yeah. not the same amount of time, but like, um, I thought that was really interesting. I was like, that's, that's cool that this is where like that area of, of, of rap is going. And then the other thing I was like, Kendrick Lamar is, this decades plus change um last the i guess the last like 12 15 years he's the most deaf he's most deaf like oh, that's kind of like where hmm. where he's he's interesting he's like in in some version of <clears throat> continuation of where i think like most deaf uh you know black on both sides like um black star time early black star first first album black star yeah the the new album came out i haven't listened to it because no. it's only on some weird service <laughs> right now. And I'm like, I'm all right. Uh, but it kind of feels like that 
a little bit like in I was like this is kind of the pocket that he's in slash yeah. a little bit like Andre 3000 Love Below here yep. and there within this album but I just think it's really interesting and also just looking up so he's 34 right yep yeah okay so really really quick Kanye West age so Kanye West is 44 um, yep I my, knew you were going there mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. beautiful dark twisted fantasy 44 this is what year was my beautiful dark twisted fantasy 2010 so 12 years same basically same age 32. and I will say this feels like a 2022 version or Kendrick's version of what my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was because that was Kanye's egotistical version of reckoning with himself but it was bit. like yeah, yeah. a little like he but he did obviously didn't <laughs> like the album is still amazing but he obviously didn't really learn from what he was saying like you know like a um ga- like a yeah like we don't have to go into that but I do think like this is kind of similar in terms of albums before you know leading into this like kind of yeah. this kind of thing where it's a little bit more internal um which I thought was cool and then I will say I won't keep listening to We Cry Together when I re- listen to this album. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's a uh, <laughs> it's too much. It's well, listen. You have to listen to it. Yes. If it's like your first and second listen through, you have to you have to go through it yeah. because it's that's intentional. That is intentional. Like people are, like read a ton into like what he meant by this, what he meant like no, like this track was intentionally supposed to be difficult to sit through and listen yeah. to. And but they, I, he purposely is cribbing uh, "Guilty Conscience." Yeah, like like the beat bounces very similarly to "Guilty Conscience," which was an album about basically violence, or sorry, the song about violence where everyone thought it was cool, and this is right. doing a very similar style to that, and then saying like how fucked up that actually it was. Like it's a yeah. commenting on that thing that we all thought was yeah. cool, and then it's like really well written. Um, really well performed, and uh, I would put this on my top. So this is, so like this is my top. So this is what I wrote. Um, this is on the level of the Scarlett Johansson Adam whatever movie. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The what Adam is that Driver, one called? Uh, something like, house, whatever, something, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it like has a similarly intense argument that doesn't have direct physical violence, um, yeah. because. I don't like watching or consuming things that have direct physical violence when it's a dispute between people who are a couple or together. I don't like it. Like whenever media goes into the actual physical violence side, I get it's too much for me, but like, you know, like uh, in the one with ScarJo and and Adam, whatever, uh, (laughs) I purposely didn't look it up. Um, When he punches the wall, that's really scary, but it's at least it's violence on a wall. Not right. Right. Not on ScarJo. Um, and I would put this pretty pretty up there. Also similar to um, before after midnight, the third in the the trilogy with Ethan Hawke and oh yeah, um, yeah the that there's one a really great argument in that. And I would put this like really in that kind of area of like that was an incredibly realistic and absolutely terrible argument to consume. Yeah, I mean it. It's just. It felt too real. Like it, it, this, this is how you know. Like Kendrick was like written. All of this was written through like a really raw place from what he's been reckoning with. But because it's just like I was like, oh man, this is a, 
this is too real. This is mm-hmm. so uncomfortable to listen to. But it, like again, makes sense to like the like the reckoning of like you know experiencing uh, familial issues or like any abuse that his own mother dealt with and that he's experienced or that he's seen yeah. as a younger person and all of that or that he has participated in because obviously he does address him uh, his infidelity uh, to to an extent. But it's like so real. But it, it's like, and then it like leads into, it like leads into one of the like I think stronger like love songs that he has ever written with Purple, Purple Hearts. Hearts right afterwards. Yeah. Shut the it's, fuck up when yeah. you hear love talking. That's a good line. It's, it's it is. It's good. It's yeah. good. Uh, Take advice from people that care about <laughs> you is basically what that says, right? And like you know that being a man, yeah. that's something that's really. I've always struggled with and I continue to struggle with like, yeah, and I yeah. even recognize it and I'll say it. And you know, it's just like that, those, there's some moments, man, where this, this fucking album is just like, I'm like, it's, it's a lot. It, here's the thing. It's an album like this is like, um, like a really like, ex, like not expensive per se, but like just a really high quality, rich, like steak dinner or, or just something that you don't indulge in too much because yes. it's a lot. It's like, I cannot yeah. eat this all the time. If this was my meal every day, I would hate this. Yep. If this yep. is my meal once or twice a year, it is an experience that I cherish. Yeah. And this is like, I'm not bumping this album on like my bangers in the car, right? On a road trip. I texted this to you. Like this is a lot of these tracks are not going in my like road trip playlist nope. besides like a couple. Yeah. Yeah, but it is, is yeah. but it is like uh, you appreciate for for the art that that it is. Like we talk about like music being art because it is in general, but like it takes it to this place sometimes and it's uncomfortable to go through, but it's necessary I think a lot of times and it's like very cool cuz it makes you think, it makes you feel um it makes you go have emotions and deal yeah. with things that maybe you haven't thought of. And then if you don't that's like that's, kind of the point where it's like, yeah, you're you're not going to connect with everything all the time. Yeah, yeah, I, that and that's okay. Like, and and that's where like just being a person who can you know be empathetic to others' experiences is important too. Like, because you know we we're going to hit with this because we're more or less straight identifying guys. Like, and yeah, you know we have wives, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's mm-hmm. part of family and and thinking through that and like, um, you know, like we. Everyone, everyone, no matter how good your relationship is with your parents, have some issues with your parents, yep. right? Like, yep. um, be it like, you know, it's like there's you get good and bad from every relationship that you have in your life, right? Um, and I think like, sure. So there's a lot of opportunities for us to overlap with what we're hearing, but I think it's it's also like why this probably won't be like a consistent album I go back to as much as other albums of his, and also just generally music that I find on repeat yeah um this probably won't make that though some of them will uh but getting into the 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 musicality of it really uh now so i have a couple thoughts generally that i was thinking about while listening to this album so my first one is i think that you shave down kendrick lamar's parts of like his internal thought processes and like his stuff to 30 minutes you then extrapolate out 30 more minutes of content from the woman's perspective. You then put 15 minutes of connected content. 
now we're we're looking at a 75 minute runtime of music and i think that he could easily create some sort of broadway show out of something like this like <laughs> yeah, I, like, you, like you were saying not this yeah. exact story but <clears throat> mm-hmm. like i do think like he may have that in him somewhere like yeah you're calling it you're calling are, it i'm calling that kendrick lamar with this album and i think which where he's going potentially um is more or less overtly entering the egot race which right now i only have one other person in the race donald glover like i really feel like right now in terms of males like those would be the two that i would think are like actively seeming to be pursuing it in some ways i think donald glover you know would be more for like kendrick's uh oscar may always be a little this might be for a music best original song right right. right. but i don't know I, i just think like uh the storytelling of this album is really strong and my one gripe with the album um kind of throughout was when he didn't trust that there are times where he overtly puts audio that tells you you're in a therapy session it's like yeah we fucking know like or when he like absolutely hits it on the head and i was like those are the moments where i just feel like he wasn't confident in what he was doing so he wanted to make sure it was clear and i was like it was very clear we didn't need it and those those moments actually to me detracted from the organic nature of the rest of the album, um, which, which bummed me out a little bit. Cause I was like, you don't, we don't need it. Also everything that's called an interlude, you know, they can't interludes can't be five minutes, man. Right. That's a song. <laughs> like just straight yeah, up. Like, like, like the savior interlude is like literally like baby came it's track. A song. It's straight up a baby came track. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's a song. That's not an interlude. Um, but, uh, I will say like, I wish that he kept, the instrumentation that he kind of begins and ends with more throughout the album. I think like that's very naturalistic instrumentation. It's feels like it's in studio, which is some of my favorite parts of when Kendrick Lamar does things like, um, the, the mean- version of I that's like, um, the kind of live feeling version I think is like far better than the I on the album that has more oh, electronic yeah. instrumentation. And I think like United in Grief, the ending, there's other parts of the album where he has more of that type of clean instrument sound where you're like, that is someone hitting a drum, not an AO8 right. like, drum machine. I wish I would have that. I, you know, that's what I, I would love to hear the full commit of this having like Mr. Moral Morale and the, the Big Steppers is Kendrick Lamar and a backing band and there is no electronic anything done. Well, I think that's what that's where I mean. I think that's that's where you and I thought he was gonna go with this yeah. album before we, it came up. Like, like really lean into like the musicality that he had in Two Pimple Butterfly, um, and Good Kid, Mad City to an extent too. Yeah, um, he still kind of wrapped it around a little bit with uh, uh, United in Grief, and then like the tail end of Mother Sober, like literally the, like the last twenty seconds that leads into Mirror. Yeah, um, like he closes the loop on the vocal melody there and like the choir thing. Um, But overall it's still like sonically, like it's still very, a lot more stripped down than, than his previous work where it's like a lot of it is driven by like a soft synth pad in the back or, or just like, like an electric keyboard or just straight up a piano. Yeah. Um, What's like a lot of it. it. It's like, Oh, it's like, my favorite, one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar tracks, "Sing About It," "Sing About Me," "I'm Dying of Thirst," like the the long ender of "Good Kid." Yep, it's like, um, 
And that's like such a simple thing. And it's just like, he's so fucking... Also, we just got to say, he's so fucking good at rapping. Like, it. Oh, I, know he's, everyone, I know everyone knows that. Like, it's not... Like, but legitimately, the things that he is putting down on paper, paper yeah. mm-hmm. and the way that they interplay with each other, like, I started getting really crazy... At one point, I was like, I think every last line in the song may create a complete sentence that we need to know. Like, because I'm looking at these lyrics, I didn't actually look at if that's true or not, but like, I'm like, this dude doesn't fucking miss do any s- syllable of what he, he does. does. Not miss. He does not like, miss. And and this 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 has some of the most complicated rhyme schemes I think of his career that he'll sometimes put within something that it's like just the where he decides to go hard uh throughout the album is really cool and like i love kendrick lamar does this thing and it's a consistent style of his where he has to like ramp into his real verse and he does a couple times on this to a lot of fun where i think it's some of his best build-ups into verses oh my god Uh, he's the build-ups and there's a couple of tracks here that is just it's like I'm like it's coming, it's coming, and then it hits, yeah. and it's like yes, he's so good at yes, it. He's so every good at time. It. Um, he's so fucking good at it. Uh, and then I I will say, um, I mean this owes a lot, and it's hard to I feel like a broken record. This does owe this this album owes a lot to I think Blonde, um, sonically in some in sure. some passages. Yeah, I, would, I, see that. I felt Blonde, especially because of like the kind of like uh triangle nature of blonde to this album similarly like has like here's half one here's half two and like they have some sonic differences but they come around to each other yeah um and then i i also think a couple times i was like i think kendrick lamar is a huge fan of because the internet it might uh, be yeah world, yeah yeah like, i could like, see uh, some influence there what is it worldwide the song right like that song sounds almost exactly like uh Oh man, no, uh, no, no room or um, shoot because the internet I need the track list. Um, it sounds ex- almost exactly like no exit, no exit, no exit. Yeah, uh, in in some some parts of it, uh, and then like the party with the piano, like mm-hmm. there's some piano mm-hmm. stuff. Like, so I think like it's really interesting where I was feeling the influences at least throughout throughout my listen, um, and I will say. I, I, I don't know where my favorite song is, but one thing that I didn't click with until the end was I didn't like Savior, the interlude. And then once it got to the Mr. Morale song before, and, uh, then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. This all made sense. But, Mm -hmm. um, I got a little sonically bored in like the first third of the back half. Totally fair. I think the, the, that, that's where I think I, I recorded it so like I have all the proof that these are original thoughts. Um, like halfway through the second half, I was like, okay, I think people like because I felt started feeling it myself. I'm like, this is starting to get a little boring, or I think I I will understand why people might have like, oh, this is kind of dull as a reaction right. like, sonically and like where he's going with it. But then like he wrapped it all around. I'm like, nope, nope, it it, it works. It works now- in the in the context of a whole. I think. I think it's not unfair to be like, yeah, like Crown and Silent Hill are like, like, okay, 
like you're just repeating the same thing a that's little the bit. thing his is that's the thing like he stopped giving us new information right in the back half and like i do think you cut out a couple songs in the back half um you don't lose anything and this is a tighter album and i will say i am starting to get to a point of like being like a uh, another podcast I listen to calls it Dr. Runtime uh, for movies. But I also, I feel that way sometimes about, about music where it's like, I think most music that it could, could we could trim a little bit. We could all trim, everyone could trim a couple songs for most of their albums at this yeah. stage in time. I mean, and, we've talked about it to length. Like I am a yeah. 45 minute stick. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> like my, don't give me too much know, more than 45. Favorite band, Code and Cambria, like, the last album they released was 78 minutes long. And like, I like it all, but a lot of the times I'm like, I didn't need this though. I could also, you could cut this song in half and it's just as impactful as the, the full length. And then, you know, they heard that from the community and then Mm -hmm. now their next album is I think 11 tracks and 37 minutes. And I'm like, hell yeah, that's going to rip because you're not giving yourself any opportunity to not, which I think this album and I won't say maybe all of Kendrick's could. I mean, I was about to say, like, this is this songs? is still true. This is one basically true of every single album he's dropped. And it's just they're like all Elden very Ring, long. Man. It's just like Elden Ring. It's still masterpieces. But that great, does not mean great flawless. callback. Good job. Right? It it's the same thing. It's like there's a little bit of fat to cut. And I think that the it's really hard to do that. And I think because of someone like Kendrick, um, having so much control over his process. Yeah. Like, you know, that's where, like, I, I think like blonde to me is flawless actually. Like, I don't think there's a wasted moment on that album. That's my own personal opinion and whatever, but yeah, you do love I, blonde. I, I, I do. It's too much. <laughs> um, but I do think like sometimes with this type of creative person where they're so much part of the process. Yeah. Um, this is where, you need to find that producing partner. You know what I mean? And I don't think Kendrick works a lot with the same folks. Yeah. And, but I do think like if this, if, if there was an editor, a producer who was someone like, like what if Frank Ocean produced this album with Kendrick, I think collectively they would have made some cuts. Right. Or like someone, Maybe. I just don't. You know what I mean? Like, I I think I, I think it's I agree. I, I think I agree with you in, in a lot of senses, ex- except for this album in particular, because this album in particular is him saying like, "Yeah, I don't care. This is this is mine." Which this is also is part of it. Yeah, that's fair. So like, I I think not every album gets this justification, and I'm not I'm not saying that just because it's Kendrick, because I agree with pretty much the rest of his discography. Like, you can trim ten minutes at least from from all of them. Yeah, this one is the only one that I'm like, okay. You're kind of trying to get away with it because, like, literally the last song, Mirror, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm choosing me. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, at least thematically, at least thematically, I buy it. So I'll let it slide. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like some long albums where right. you're like, oh, you just want more opportunities to get unique streams. So you're making a really long album of shorter songs. And because this is not the case at all with this one. No. Like, he, I think he, like... No, he knows. He knew. Like he's literally telling us in the last cup, like in the last one in particular, like this is not going to be uh, for everyone. And maybe it's going a little bit too long. But like a lot, these are all three, four minute 
tracks. There's yeah. one, one six song minute? proper that is less than three minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I also think like, you know, um, he is playing with the interlude mentality, the skit mentality here and there, which I feel like at this point, like a lot of rap does that, like where it's like it used to be uh, the interlude is a sex scene, yeah. you know, like or something really dirty. And then like, you know, his rich interlude is, you know, two and a half minutes or just under two minutes of like, uh, you know, like basically defining what richness is yeah. to mm-hmm. him and 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 you know rich means we own property like that's kind of the the thesis of that and i'm like oh that's a really interesting interlude right and like yep. how he's defining what success is and isn't to him and to 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 things and i think it's really cool i the thing about this is it's really hard for me to pick out much of anything hook wise like I couldn't go back and go, this is what that sounded like. This is what this sounded like. Cause it does kind of come together. I will say my favorite part of the album, and I can't even remember which one it is, is when there's like the double hook where it's the guy sings and I'm not sure if it's Kendrick or not. I don't think it is. Then the girl sings and it's like hook on hook. And I was like, that is so good. I think it's a uh, die hard, right? With Amanda, um, yeah, yeah, Reefer, that's yeah, yeah, that's the one. Like uh, where there's like it's like two hooks on top of each other, and they're both really beautiful. And then a lot of the times I was like, I could use more of just this choral, choir, um, ethereal sound. It was really, really some really beautiful moments. Yeah, yeah, that was specifically Blast and Amanda Reifer. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's yeah. the one you're talking about. Um, which. Funny enough, I was like, "Ah, eh, this one was just okay. <laughs> that was just well, like an okay track for me." I just uh, like I like that part a lot because it yeah. really it really hit it banged yeah. well. It's I mean there there were like I I was super into the melodic blue la- last year. Um, yeah, Baby Keem album, and like I'm like, oh yeah, it can, it's very obvious that those who are like Keem, currently influencing each other helped produce some of them for sure, yeah. mm-hmm. and you can tell like uh, you can definitely tell. Um, it, it, it I. I get a lot of uh, the influence of kind of like also Andre 3000's like guest work on albums, mm, like mm-hmm. in some of this. Um, I think there's there's some really interesting variations of like what I would call familiar flows of Kendrick and other rappers. I yep. think like I think he he specifically steals um, some some ways of rapping from the greats you know and just like insert great here i think he yep. he does things where he's stealing from jay-z a little bit on purpose right yep. and then putting his twist like obviously you have ghostface killer on the the album and right. i think there's parts where he's doing some some of that and um, i mean even even cry together conceptually is still like you, you steal a little bit of like early eminem skits eminem and Dre, like, and like yeah, yeah like like it i think it's really interesting what he's building on top of and how he's still able to make it wholly his own throughout like that's the thing that i kept coming back to is like i get all of these i don't know why but this album really made me think about so many other like seminal albums um and yet i do think like it's so very much its own uniquely him yep yep it's it's just a cool album i think i i think kendrick sometimes teeters a line of like the um uh, what is it? What do they call it? What do the Gen Z kids call it now? Uh, lyrical miracle, lyrical miracle <laughs> rapper, <laughs> which is like that's very funny. Um, I think he teeters that line sometimes, uh, 
but it just works. It just works yeah. this one. It's not again, I think I think it's not my personal favorite of his. I agree with you there. But by no means does that does that mean that I did not thoroughly enjoy the experience of listening to it. Yep. Yep, I agree. And one thing that really hit me the maybe the hardest on the whole album is be quiet. I'm stressed out. Like I'm like, oh yeah. So I get that. <laughs> I understand uh that amount of closed offness um yeah, yeah. to two things. It's just <sighs> also Ghostface, um, one of the best I'm getting biblical while I rap rappers, in my opinion. Well, it's like it's like you you take like that his verse in Purple Hearts. You take mm-hmm. um what what he did in um I think what was it? Maybe maybe Father Time, mm-hmm. um, Auntie Diaries, uh, Mother Sober. Like these are all like it's funny because that's what I was thinking. That you mentioned the the chance the rapper stuff early. I'm like, man, this is this is what that sounds like if it's executed well. Like what it what it actually yeah. sounds like if it's done well. And I'm like, yeah. that's crazy. And it also yeah. makes me it makes me sad. I'm like, shit, chance you could. I know this could have been like- you. <laughs> It's not about like, and I think the ultimately like what I think I'm taking away from this album is, yeah, it's not, not my favorite. I'll probably give it some more listens because I will say it was, yeah. it, it is great. Um, but I think, you know, it's about not like sometimes, and I think this, this is why he specifically pointed out that maybe he's not as religious as he once was, right? Is because there are parts of religion, and I'm assuming a Christianity tilt because that's what most people are. I think, um, at least in terms of the mainstream God type of thing, right. Um, is about you wash away your sins through, uh, your religion. Right. And I think that's what chance is kind of doing. It's just like, they don't exist. That person isn't me. And this album doesn't do that this album is saying you are who you were and you are who you are and you are who you're going to be and you have to always make conscious decisions about that yep and that doesn't mean the other things are gone and that doesn't mean now because i'm better today i don't have to worry about then we have to always reconcile our past actions with our current actions with our future actions and that's what i think makes this album so impactful and relatable um, and, and relatable. relatable. Yeah. Because that's really the only way that everyone moves forward as people is yep. we just, it's not the moralizing of who's right and who's wrong. It's understanding that if someone is every day trying to take steps to be better and humanistic and helpful and heartfelt and empathetic, that person is doing better than the person who pretends that they were always like this. Right. The person that pretends that they are better. Yeah. Yeah. So Danny, this was great. Um, I would give this probably a 4.5 or another 9.5, nine, maybe, maybe a nine, honestly. Um, that's where I would put it. And I would put it, the more we talked about it, I don't know where it's going to land. Maybe we'll, we'll come back to it in, in a little bit and give our final current Kendrick rankings. Yeah, I think it's gonna. Yeah, we could probably do. I think that it would be a cool exercise to do towards the end of the year. Yeah, um, to see where where it all uh, falls out after it settles in and everything. I think I, I agree. I'm like four out of five there with you. Great, great album. Uh, probably like an early favorite for album of the year for sure. Um, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, this is this was just good art. This was just good art. Yeah, it's good. It's good fucking art. Um, sometimes yeah, I wor- I worry about like you you know like Kendrick Lamar as art is that denigrating like other rap music as not art, which is definitely not like no no. I I, I think sometimes like people flirt with that with Kendrick, um, where he's like is holier than thou so to speak. Um, but no, it, this that's is just. That's- that's why I appreciated that he did bring in like N95, I think is like one of the tracks that for sure will be on the like, oh, yeah. playlist because it's like, it's a trap song. It's a trap song. And he did interesting things with it, but it's still very much like, no, no, no. See, I think Kendrick understands. Kendrick is of the culture. Like he gets it. He's yeah. not out here saying that like trap music or any, any other type of uh, rap done is not art. Like it, it can be. He's it, part of it. Yeah. It can be very fluffy at times, just like any other art can is, but that's okay. Like, it just is what it is. Not everything has to be, again, that crazy decadent dinner. Yep. Sometimes you just want, like, you know, pop some popcorn. Fucking bag easy. of chips, man. Yep. Um, yeah, and this is not a bag of chips, but nope. I also love bags of chips, and uh, some would say obsessed with bags of chips. But there, Danny, there, there is so much more we could have broken down to. People will like break down lyrics. You talked about oh, yeah. like, will a song be structured off of every last line? All like, there's so much more, but I think this was a. Good conversation, great album, Spencer. Good this job. was fun. I mean, we've been wanting to talk about. We were so excited. We were so when pumped. They dropped the heart part five, and I was like, "Oh shit, we're gonna finally get to talk about it." Oh man, <laughs> we didn't um, even get to talk about the heart part five. I think it was a great introduction to this album. Like it was I a think great the whole thing should have been the, that should have been the instrumentation throughout. That's my really biggest gripe. Is like <laughs> I want to. I, I thought hear, it was gonna go there too. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think. Uh, maybe that's what also uh, the tour will be like. Maybe he'll have a full backing band like the whole in, time in, in and live like live performance. That'd be it's really gonna cool. be cool. Oh, um, but anyway, I know shit. Um, hey, this has been it. The the DMGT podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.